Welcome to Southpaws, episode 487, take three, time slip. I'm Saverin. I'm Fuzzwolf. And we and just... we're gonna insert a seven-minute scream here. Yeah, because we had started the episode, been talking about our travails and home purchasing, and the freaking app had not actually started recording. So... There's just, you know, 10 minutes of us talking about my ongoing suffering with home buying that just didn't get recorded. So pretend that there's been 10 minutes of me being sad and depressed about purchasing a house, and now I'm just mad because, <laughs> oh my god, like last <laughs> Thursday we didn't record. Week before that, we had actually gotten a bid on a house that had been accepted. We offered like 15000 over and but only got a video tour but when we finally got in person it was a total freaking wreck like the video tour had not shown us several things that we should have been looking at so we learned a very expensive lesson because like we had the bed on the house and then we actually went and saw it in person for the first time and that was with the home inspector and home inspection is like five hundred dollars they mm -hmm. do a, a very thorough like i was actually very impressed with this guy he wrote up a 58 page pdf put together for us like very full of pictures, full of pictures circles and diagrams and all sorts of stuff you know yeah it was very exhaustive and exhausting because, like, we had put in the bid, gotten it accepted. Then when we got there, it was actually in a lot worse shape than we thought. Like, it had a pool, but the pool had been not professionally repaired. It had a leak. The leak was eroding the retaining wall into the alley behind the house. There was... Like, all the window panes on the outside need to be replaced. Like, we actually identified something on the order of, like, $30,000 plus of repairs that needed to be done to make the house, like, acceptable to us. And when we were in talking to the sellers, they were like, we'll give you a thousand bucks off in our old fridge. We were like, well, have fun with that. So, needless to say, we do not have a house right now. And this whole process has been very frustrating and tiring because there's so many houses, but they come on the market... And some of them have been are on the market for like 24 hours and they sell no matter the shape. Like today we looked at a house that was uh, $330,000, but it was sitting on an acre of land in Murphy, Texas, which is a bit northeast of here, but not super, super far out of Dallas County. I think it might actually still be in Dallas County. Anyways. Oh, who knows? Dallas County is so bizarrely shaped with little fingers everywhere. The house itself was a total nightmare. Like, it was really neat 70s vintage house that hadn't been taken care of at all. Plus the fact that it was like 50 years old and Texas's soil is awful. Because it's so clay heavy, it expands and contracts based on the moisture level around here. And so if we have a wet spring and then a dry summer, the clay retracts and that just wrecks your foundation over time. So 50 years of neglect had left this house's interior a bit of a mess. All it's going to take is somebody with like, I don't know, you know, half a million dollars to buy the land, buy the house, quote unquote, knock the house down, clear the land, and then parcel it out in like two or three spots or just wait on it and to appreciate for a bit and sell it for more than you paid. Because an acre of land in quote unquote the city, even if it's like a exurb, Especially when that whole area is getting built up that we were in. Like, it was a bunch of new construction stuff that was no new, no older than, like, 2010, it looked like. Mm -hmm. And these old houses that had been there since, like, the 70s, which at the time was – we lived in the country and our parcels are huge. And then, yeah. you know, modern houses, which are – our house lots are maybe twice as large as the square footage of the house in some cases. <sighs> so, needless to say, 
we are having ourselves quite the time, but we are looking at multiple houses here tomorrow in Carrollton. So hopefully we'll find something that doesn't involve us essentially flying off to the moon because new construction that's in our budget is out in like Salina or Corinth or in Fort Worth. Like we found a house that would be like 15 minutes from Panther's parents' house and like 20 minutes from mine. But that's also in like Saginaw, which puts us an hour away from here. You know, it's like, I mean, I look at that more than I'd look at DeSoto. So at least you would be near like your parents. Yeah. You know, because we're reaching, I say, potentially, hopefully looking forward to the future. We are reaching what could be the end of the pandemic, at least the United States. Vaccinations are flying out and into people's arms in many cases. You know, one of the big news things for this week is that Joe Biden's like, yo, we are going to reach our goal of 100 million COVID shots in the first 100 days, 40 days ahead of schedule. Holy shit, that's great. Um, and actually more than 40 days. And, and like, I saw this thing where it's like, under Trump, they'd only done like 13 million vaccinations and then since biden came to power and invoked the defense production act he's managed to push out a hundred million that's insane i mean obviously we know that the previous regime had fucking all for their covid plan and it was just like kill them all and let god sort them out it's really amazing the difference that having an adult in charge actually fucking makes yeah like i'm not one here to suck his knob but it really is impressive that like he's just got his act together and like, as it stands, like, we've all gotten our first shot here. You and I, Fuzz, your household, Shiva's household now, mostly, I think. I think, uh... I'm not sure who all there has gotten their shot. I know Shiva's got both hers now. Yeah, both Shiva and Siam have gotten both of theirs. Like, Noxie's gotten her first one. I think even Sarah's getting their first one soon. So, like, mm. that's gonna be really good for them. That's gonna be a big weight off their shoulders, because, you know, she with her health issues, Sam with his, you know, none of them need to catch that shit. And yeah. we're actually getting to a point where I can feel a little bit a little teeny tiny bit of excitement for the potential of conventions coming back. We we have tiny, tiny happy screen. Yeah, like this could happen. This could in theory happen. I'll be vaccinated. You'll be vaccinated. Like hopefully all the people that would be at the Fur Planet table at Anthrocon would be vaccinated. Well you meet tiered in Ajax, that's four out of usually six of us yeah well i mean um, i think uh, buck is our buck got the j and j shot yeah so buck got his and i don't know about zia Zia's actually healthy unlike us um <laughs> and he's a wee thing yeah so he has not gotten vaccinated yet because he hasn't reached that fear or whatever well, hopefully his state will be able to get him stuck and effective by the time AC rolls around. Because according to what Biden said, all Americans should have access to the vaccine by June. That yeah. doesn't necessarily mean everyone will get their shot by June, but basically there will be enough vaccine made and in the system for everyone to get one if they want one by that point. Is Shitty as it might sound, you know, all the Trumpers that are refusing to get it just means more for people that do want it. Then, you know, maybe we can force it on them later. But that means that the people that actually fucking matter, you know, the people that accept the vaccine and aren't Trump voters, will get their shot and hopefully be safe to go around and do stuff. Like, it was a, a little depressing, honestly. Um, so, like, we're in our um, our homeowner chat, uh, which, which you're part of. Mm-hmm. And just seeing, uh, like, 
you know, here in Dallas, as you know, we've had to go further out of the city to get vaccines because in a big city like Dallas, the vaccine appointments get snapped up, you know, super quick. But our friends that live in uh, rural areas of Tennessee and Arkansas are like, there's lots of vaccines. You, You could just walk in and get your shot, you know. Because there's so many people in the the really rural areas that, that just don't want them. And that is fucking depressing. Man. It really is. You know? you know, and for all the joking about, man, I sure want to know more about Microsoft HoloLens. You know, you have these people that are like, oh, vaccines are the mark of the beast. Or, oh, vaccines are this or that and the other. Or, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, guys, you know, getting COVID in your lungs melting is a lot worse than, well... You know, you're not going to turn into a lizard person. Sorry. Unless it happens after your second shot, we're not going to turn into our our personas because of the vaccine. We're not going to get the TF vaccine. But yeah, like Dallas County has moved into the ones that I think they were saying Texas. So it's like anybody over 50 can get it now. Yeah. Which includes a number of our friends because we're old furries. I got mine lined up. I got to drive out to Alvarado here at the end of the month, but I'm going to have my second shot. And then two weeks after that, I should be good to go. Like, God, I talked to my parents the other day and they were like, well, you know, we're, we're talking about doing uh, an arts festival here in May in Arlington. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, geez. And they asked if I wanted to help. And I was like, well, you know, by then I will be fully vaccinated for well over a month at that point. So yeah, I could come yeah, help. And they will be too. And yeah, they've, they've been fully vaccinated and stuff for a while. Cause like I went and saw them the day after the two week mark, after they got their second shot. Like I went and saw them in person and gave them like the biggest fucking hug. Cause it had been nearly a year. And so I just, it was weird as hell to be like extremely excited to be asked to go and help them sell at an arts festival in May outside. It's like, it's going to be hot as hell and I'm going to be sweaty, but holy shit, I'll be able to do this thing again. Oh my God. Yeah. It's a weird feeling. That's why I'm kind of like, wow, Anthrocon might happen. Like if Anthrocon happened, I would be able to go to it because I'll be fully vaccinated by then. It's only a question of how much of the city of Pittsburgh will be vaccinated Will will it be safe for them to hold it? And also, I guess just in general, the percentage of the general population. Oh, you know, speaking of, of conventions, though, I saw uh, BLFC uh, was tweeting earlier, was talking about, you know, we'll have to look at what restrictions the state of Nevada puts in place. You know, they're in October this year. They're well outside the range of when everyone should be vaccinated, but there might be things like you might have to show proof of vaccination and things like that. They're saying that some airlines are requiring either proof of vaccination or proof of a negative COVID result. So, you know, depending on the con and the state regulations around that con, you know, hold on to that vaccination card. You know, you may, you may have to prove you're uh, vaccinated or COVID-free in order to get into a con. And I have a feeling like oh, that some cons are still going to maintain social distancing and masking, controlling how many people get into, uh, like, dealer's rooms, panel rooms at one time. They really like have that. to. I mean, I imagine that if people will still wear their damn masks at cons and stuff, the incidence of con crud will go way down. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, cons being like, yo, you're sick, go get out. Yeah. Because... I think DLFC also said that there are thermal scanners in the resort, in the casino, and that they also do 
a temperature check at the hotel registration desk. Well, yeah. Check in. Consider, and, like, it's a ho- it's yeah. a casino. Any second that people aren't able to spend money because, oh, no, they had to shut down because of a COVID scare, that's huge amounts of money to the casino. So, like, there's a big old capitalistic reason as to why they want to make sure that they're taking as many precautions as possible. Because yeah. anybody that can't sling cards or keep their slot machines working is money lost to them. But, like, last year was, like, the least deadly flu season in ages because everyone was masking or not going out or a combination. So, yeah, I kind of want to see masking at conventions just stay a thing, like, forever because they're not really that inconvenient. Furry artists have already fully gone in on making super furry designs for them, and that's a, a great revenue source for a lot of artists. And I don't necessarily see that having to dry up anytime soon, you know? Yeah. So yeah, masking at cons, controlling con because you're always talking about bringing several thousand people from all over the country and all over the world into one location with all their local germs with them and transmitting them to each other. And yeah, people get sick. It's just a fact of conventions, you know? Not even furry-specific, like con crud is known throughout all kinds of conventions. The Pax Pox. Yeah. Yeah, like, it would be really nice to... And honestly, I've dodged a shitload of bullets when I do, like, ten cons a year and I don't get sick. I'm like, holy shit, I didn't get Concord this year, you know? But, like, 2020, or, like, well, late 2019, like, Tyrion got back Concord at MFF, and then he thinks it was either a continuation of that crud or he caught something entirely different in front of confusion, but he was not feeling good for a while. You now, then he had his, uh, his tonsillectomy a year ago. Yeah. But, you know, we can cut down on, on people getting sick in general, because nobody likes to be sick, you know? And it's kind of funny. You don't want to use your vacation days because you're sick, you know? You want to use them when you just don't feel like working. Exactly. But, like, I got my first mask at Fiesta 2020 because I, I was just the you know what, I don't want Concred. Because that was when we just sort of heard about COVID. Oh, no, it's kind of a thing, but it's only out in California. But I was like, you know what? I don't want to get sick after this con. I'm going to be staying here the whole weekend. I've got enough on my plate. I don't want to start feeling like crap on Sunday. And so I had my little Legend of Zelda Sheikah Clan designed mask and wore that all weekend. And little did I know that that would become the fashion for eternity. And you know what? Honestly, like for me, again, it's fine. Like I've got a nice selection of masks. I have, you know, masks for when I'm walking the dog, masks for when I'm interacting with furries, masks for when I'm going out looking at houses. Like I have a tier list of masks where it's like, these are my casual masks. These are my nice looking masks. (laughs) (laughs) it's like you know this is a nice t-shirt that i'm gonna wear to go look at a house so i appear you know like a professional adult with a job who has money that could buy a house and a mask that is a cartoon skunk i wonder if they'll be making like tailored armani masks to go with your tailored suit for like high class business people and shit like that (laughs) i mean that would probably be a pretty good extra bit of revenue stream if they people want to like, all right, we're going to measure your face and get this fit exactly to your nose bridge, and this is your mask, and it has a little, you know, Louis Vuitton logo on it. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that if I went to a mall, which I don't and wouldn't right now, there's some of these shops in like Great 
well, I say there are because I'm speaking of the before time here. There was these shops that held these like limited run brands or they had the hype beast things like, oh, it's Supreme, these limited run fancy brands, which are very expensive. And I can pretty much guarantee you that right now there's probably some like $500 mask that has like the Supreme logo over the face because <laughs> it's just a hype beast brand. Or, you know, somebody did a knockoff Louis Vuitton pattern one. It's just all called the LV or the Gucci logo with the diamonds or whatever, you know? Like, I am quite sure that there are, if not real ones, at least knockoff versions that have that iconography on it. This would be like, yo, you know, I'm, I gotta keep myself safe, but I gotta look good while I'm doing it. And hey, if that's what they're doing, fantastic. (laughs) You know, it's been just a part of the culture in, in a lot of Asian countries. And, you know, honestly, it's something that we need to export over here. And that that just kind of works. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to keep doing it. And that's just how it's going to be. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. mind doing it. It means that I don't have to fake a smile at people sometimes. You know, it's like sometimes I just want to go about my day. I don't want to have to fake a smile while dealing with everybody. I mean, I'm not going to come across as being rude, but if I have resting bitch face, people aren't going to assume I'm a grumpy guess. I have a mask on. <laughs> you can't see my face. <laughs> With a big fake smile on yeah. the mask. <laughs> it's like big, cute cartoon skunk. I'm like scowling underneath it and eyes narrowed, mm-hmm. but my face is just a goofy, grinning cartoon animal. Yeah, yeah. I need more masks now that I'm, I'm thinking about it. Because we have like a bunch of like very plain kind of like utilitarian ones, which are which are fine for for what they are. Uh, but I only have like a couple of like special ones that I ordered. I have one that's really vorny that's like a <laughs> open wolf maw. <laughs> uh, I have one that's a rainbow tiger that has the open maw. I've got a few that were made from some nice pattern upholstery cloth on the exterior. I've got some that I got from Vapor95. Yeah, I've got a couple of those, too. got a couple from Furry Dakamakura, a couple of the uh, Sabrina ones from uh, oh, Eric right. Schwartz's yeah. ones. So th- those are my cartoon skunk ones. Yeah. So yeah, like when, when we get to go to cons, we can just be like, oh, I'm bringing my furry mask assortment. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, you can wear different oh, ones each day. Oh, you can get day. an Asiago face mask. Uh, please don't. Those... <laughs> Jesus, like, it's bad enough that people put it on clothes, but if you have, like, the anime O-Face on your mask, that's just, that's just asking <laughs> you to get bullied. Like, that is saying... fucking wet Ugh, please bully this person. <laughs> I'm looking at Vapor95 now, seeing if they've got new masks. Oh, I'm sure they do. Oh, man, a bunch of these are sold out. They're always cycling in new stuff, too. Yeah. So... Speaking of government stuff, apparently the uh, federal income tax filing and payment due date's been extended to May 17th. That's cool. Uh, that's cool. I mean, that's just one of those, hey, I haven't done my taxes yet. God, it's almost the end of March. I better get to it. Uh, I've got a little bit more time. Yep. I mean, my taxes are really straightforward. It's like, you know, here's my realty income. Here's my secondary income. That's really it. Yep. Then, like, I pay them a little bit of money or I don't depends so it's like well there's that and of course the stimulus checks are going out so that's good yep i got uh mine so or mine and tyrants i guess yeah and like ajax should probably get his unfortunately i'm getting mine but it's going straight into repairing my car the oh, compressor yeah. died on my like my, my ac unit just died out right on my car and like yeah. the various parts and labor bits for it is gonna run like all told probably around two grand 
And so, because, like, the compressor is way down in there, so they have to, like, remove the front bumper and do all this other bullshit to get to it. And I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, obviously, it's not something that I can do without because we live in Texas and I have leather seats in that thing. But it's just like, well, thanks, Joe Budden. You're paying for me (laughs) to have AC in my car this summer. Yep. But I sure need that. So, thanks, Joe Budden. Like, I've seen people post in the fan chat they're like i got a barring sword and another friend of mine got a hitachi magic wand and some fancy ink and i'm Ooh. sure there's various people that are like i'm gonna get some furry art which you know yeah yeah i hope uh, furry artists can clean up on uh getting some commissions and stuff i was gonna see about getting some more myself but then it was like well no actually this car repair bill is gonna be two grand so guess not i mean yeah. it happens like if that's the worst I have to deal with for this car. I mean, that really is the worst I've had to deal with for this car, and I've owned it for, like, six, seven years at this point, I think. Maybe not yeah, that long, but true. a while. And yeah. so, like, sure, whatever. AC unit just needs to be repaired. All right, fine. That's just part of being an adult. It's like owning a car and owning a home. Note that every single part of both car and house are a ticking time bomb waiting to go off. And it's only a matter of when, not if. Yeah, they kind of are. But it's good that they uh, got that done, and we'll see what else happens. Like, it is nice in many ways to have a president that doesn't make your skin crawl when he's talking. And Mm -hmm. even if he's not, like, the most articulate person, he still has a better vocabulary than the previous one. And I can also go whole weeks without even fucking thinking about it. Which yeah, is a goddamn luxury that I didn't know that I needed. You know, I actually got 12 hours in the sin bin on Twitter for telling a AP writer to go dunk their head in a toilet because they were trying to equivocate Joe Biden driving the 90 miles back to Delaware to his house uh-huh. to, to Trump, Trump going, going a thousand miles to fucking golf. Constantly. Yeah, to golf at his own uh, resorts and charge the Secret Service all this money to like drink water. Mm-hmm you know, $10 water bottles and whatever. And like, they were trying to equivocate the two and I left a snarky bitch comment and got 12 hour suspension. It's like, Oh, well, I can't believe they considered that like super against the rules. It was for encouraging suicide or self harm is what it was for. And it's like, really giving yourself a swirly, like, like fucking seriously. All it takes is the volume. So it could just be some, psycho with a botnet i don't know man like just remember if you're gonna dunk on somebody take a screen cap and dunk on that don't dunk on the actual reply unless you want to really get suspended probably Mm. whatever you know twitter's a game and i play to win and sometimes winning means not posting a tweet so like sometimes if somebody's being a dumbass just block them there's no reason not if this person's an idiot and you wouldn't interact with them normally, make it so that you never see them ever again. That's fine. Like Sometimes the only winning move is not to play. Exactly. And the whole, like, oh, wow, he blocked me. It's like, yes, I clicked a button to remove a weirdo from my timeline. I never have to think of them ever again. And I've done that to uh, a lot of people, both furries and non-furries, where it's like, man, I don't like this person's attitude. I don't want to see their shit. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like... Yep. I'm a tiny little account. I have a lot of people blocked. I don't care. Like, people have me blocked. So many people blocked. Oh my god. (laughs) Like, people acting like if blocking is putting yourself into an ideological bubble is just silly. It's like, no, I just don't want to see your shitty ideas. 
I don't want to see your dumb posts. I don't want to see your... Well, I mean, hell, uh, sometimes I see people retweet hardcore fetish stuff, and I'm like, you know what? I really don't like this, and I don't want to unfollow this person, so I'm just going to block. Because sometimes this artist that I follow uh, that has good retweets sometimes, so I don't want to, like, turn off retweets from them. But if it's, Mm -hmm. you know, like, boy, howdy, that sure is some extreme bondage that I am not into. You You also don't actually have to block the artist. You can actually just mute them and they won't show up. Yeah, but sometimes I just really want to make that effective. You know, mm. it's like, ooh, yeah, don't want to see that. I mean, and that's just Twitter is a space you have to curate extremely hard. So sometimes it's just block a dude. Like there's an add on called Twitter one click block that you can get. And it's an add on that's both Firefox and Chrome that just adds a little no symbol next to the like and the share button. It, it spaces uh-huh. it out a little bit. So you can't it's a little harder to uh, accidentally click it. But you just go, man, this person sucks click mm-hmm. don't see them anymore but yeah because yeah. twitter is uh bad <laughs> like if if i can get booped for telling people to self-swirly like pretty much anybody can get booped if there's enough people willing to click that button so you know conduct yourself accordingly i suppose because like i don't want to go and be like oh i'm gonna lo- be a locked account because that's just a pain you know yeah. i stayed off twitter i played video games i played valheim with sarah and shiva or i played valheim with what tesser is that? so uh valheim is the uh viking communism simulator sort of so Vi- valheim is a norse themed survival game where you're dropped into the middle of a the 10th world of valheim and it is a disc it is a flat world where you are tasked by odin to kill these like basically enemies of odin and you'll gain these boons and you have to search all over this extremely large and randomly generated world with multiple biomes to find where the boss is to summon and then get yourself tough enough to fight said boss right now i have played a ridiculous amount of it to say uh 72.3 hours when i purchased it february 24th Mm. and it is extremely good with friends so the reason i call it uh viking communism simulator is because you're extremely encouraged to work together with your other viking ghost friends and in a lot of ways, it's just like, all right, we're going to split up and we're going to go forage for mushrooms and berries. And then when you get back, we're going to toss it into our communal bucket of food. And hey, I'm going to go hunting for some deer. And I have enough deer hide to make us both armor so that it makes our lives easier. Or when it comes to multiplayer games, like one time Shiva and Saro were off mining, they would run back to this camp and i would tend the forge to make sure that stuff was constantly processing which freed them to go and gather stuff and make sure that stuff is being processed so that we could keep on the treadmill and or like oh well i gotta go refill the torches or i'm gonna go farm do the farming so like any person can log in help the communal whole and even if it's not going out and fighting wolves or whatever you're still contributing to the whole if you're Mm -hmm. playing with a good group um if you're playing with uh a bunch of randos on a server, you know, I'm sure that people could grief you, but who wants to play with randos on a server in a game like Valheim? Because it's also a game where, like, if you die and you're off in a place, like, in the middle of nowhere, or if you die at sea, you're just back you at... die in real, real uh, life? Pretty much, because you're back at square one almost. Like, you respawn in your base at your bed, 
but like all your gear stays on your corpse and if it's in some fuck off dungeon or something a million miles away it'll stay there until you go get it but you have to re-gear you've got to like scrape together some armor to get back there build a new boat if it's on another island like so it's death in the game is very serious if you're not playing with friends but it's a really fun game it's only 20 bucks um which is partly why they've been able to sell like six million copies at this point and it's one of those indie games that's made by like five people so everyone involved is making shitloads of money to continue making Valheim. Very cool. Yeah, it's it's a very cool game, very neat aesthetic. Like, some of the stuff, it's kind of PlayStation 1-ish graphics in some ways, more PlayStation 2, but also, like, the environments are really pretty. Like, you know, here's a screenshot of us sailing, and, like, there's the pretty forests off to the left of the screen there's the mm-hmm. the branches of yggdrasil above us in the sky the starry night above oh. us and the boat which a little bit low res textures but that's kind of the aesthetic and we yeah. were out sailing hunting for mountains so we could get silver and that took time but it was pleasant because we're you know we're sailing around talking looking around being like oh i think i see that's a mountain over there and it's just something nice to play a game and talk to other people right now it's all cooperative because if it was pvp wouldn't be super interested but it's a cooperative game and you can big build big viking bases and uh Mm -hmm. you know it's a good way to kill time when you're feeling sad (laughs) (laughs) video games (laughs) so fuzz do you give half a shit about the snyder cut uh you know i might actually watch it at some point because i i love superhero trash so yeah yeah so the the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League is finally out. It's in 4x3 to quote-unquote preserve the integrity of Zack Snyder's creative vision because he was only ever intending to release it in IMAX. And since IMAX is pretty much 4x3, that is to say like old CRT television size, yep. they just like, well, uh, it's 4x3. It's a four-hour movie in 4x3. Here you go. Deal with it. <laughs> um, yeah. And like several people in the fan chat are just like raving over it. And there's people that are viewed elsewhere that are just like, Jesus Christ, it's four hours long. I don't have HBO Max and I'm not super into that, the DC stuff. So I'm I'm probably not going to take four hours of time to watch that movie. It's like, it's one of those things that's, it's been in production hell forever and it's finally out. And by God, the, the Snyder fans have won. Except then also the right-winger fans got dissed by Zack Snyder because he called out a particularly toxic YouTuber and being like, oh, no, we're not associated with that guy. And so, like, all the most obnoxious people that were, like, SJW's mad about Justice League have now, like, immediately flipped on Zack Snyder and are posting angry videos about it. God. Yeah, it's like, wow, the fickle... Fickle affiliations of the right wing of a fandom is uh, interesting to see and very glad that has uh, <laughs> I have nothing to do with. Yeah, because one of the accounts I follow, Renfamous, at R-E-N-F-A-M-O-U-S, she engages and mocks the chuddier right winger side of like Star Wars fandom and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. just was collecting screenshots of all the videos where you're like, Zack Snyder betrays his fans or Zack Snyder bends the knee or SJWs have gotten to him. Like, really? I mean, all he did was say that he wasn't affiliated with your, uh, this particular dude, but okay, sure. Like it's the most, 
Yeah. They're, they they're didn't dumb. even say like, oh, this, this guy is hateful. He's like, just, you know, hate is bad. Don't do this. You know, we're all fans here. Blah, blah, blah. He didn't say like, oh, this guy is a shit. He's just like, nope. The most generic milk toast. Hate is bad. Let's be friends. And they're like, how dare you? So, I mean, I'm seeing that shit. I'm seeing no. stuff trend from like, oh, look. Wonder Woman is trending on Twitter.com, and I'm seeing people on my uh, timeline be like, live tweet it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know what? Have fun with that. If you enjoy it, I'm glad. But it's one of those things uh, that the fan base gets so loud and obnoxious. You're just like, you know, I'm not going to watch that. Yeah, I really I really hate that. The, the like, And yeah, I'm not following DC or Zack Snyder close, but it really sucks when the fan base of something is just so toxic that it ends up like tarring the people or the property involved, you know? Yeah, I mean, and that happens like, a Star lot. Star Wars was really bad about that yeah i still haven't seen the last star wars movie and i don't think i'm really going to get around to it anytime soon you know if you approach it kind of like i did where you turn off your brain and you're like oh lightsaber fights and spaceships going pew and people running around you'll have a perfectly fine time there's parts i really like there's parts that i don't like it is what it is yeah you know it's a result of the haphazard mishmash of how they decided to produce it. I have no fucking idea why Disney handled the sequels the way they did. Like, you go into it, you know you're making a trilogy. Ideally, you would have them all written first, right? And storyboard them, or, or at least have the major beats done but you know i read an interview with daisy ridley because ray in the movies and of course the living crux of the prequel of the sequels and the last movie is what ray's family lineage actually is and so she says in this interview like some days i was told i was a kenobi some days i played it as a nobody some days i was a skywalker some days I was a Palpatine. And it's sort of like, but like, what the fuck? You know, actors have to be kind of informed about the character's motivation and, and who their characters are to play them to the best of their ability. And, you know, it, it's one thing to say Ray doesn't know who her parents are, go forth and play the character like she's ignorant of her parentage, and that's great. But apparently it was just that they kept changing their mind. They didn't really have a direction for the character, or where they wanted to go. And they, they made some 11th hour decisions. And part of it is, unfortunately, influenced by the death of Carrie Fisher. You know, it was structured that the first one was going to be Han Solo's movie, second one was going to be Luke's movie, the third one was going to be Leia's movie. That's the, the primary focal characters. And, of course, Carrie died before they made the third one. Mm -hmm. And I know they had to juggle around some stuff because of that. And and they did the best they could with that situation. But, like, they also lost their original director, so that probably screwed things up, too. Yeah, it was just a real mess. It was a real mess. Um, And they could have handled some things better. Like, Finn and Rose get really sidelined. Yeah, in the third one, particularly Rose. And the excuse they gave is they're like, oh, because Rose was going to have a whole bunch of scenes with Leia originally. And it's like, 
Yeah, but, like, can change that? Because have to change Leia's arc anyway? Like... Yeah, uh, I you know, really don't know. There's all that fan backlash against that actress killing Retran, and it's like, a lot of it felt like a kick in the nuts. And a lot of the same people that are now flipping out about the Snyder, about Zack Snyder, quote-unquote, bending the knee. They call themselves the Fandom Menace, which is like, they're, they're like Gamergate slash Comicsgate slash insert shitty, intentionally bad group of fan people. So like, yeah, it's that same same lot of people that are just flipping out. And Same as the sad and rabid puppies yeah. in the sci-fi literary fandom. Like, like there's like, same attitude, same points of view. Just different fucking things. Like, I don't know if there's a faction name for that in, like, the bronies, but I'm sure that there sure is. Um, Sabrin, they are. Bronies. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> Hashtag not all bronies. Um, <laughs> though, I was listening. That was a do baby bronies. That was a joke. I know. Hashtag not all bronies. Hey, they're getting a new series soon. There's some CG horses. It's coming out, like, this fall, apparently. Oh, so they're they're doing the CG animated this time, huh? Yeah. I think I saw a screen cap. They they have very Pixar faces, but that's fine. Like, I'm not going to spend any brain cells on it until I actually, like, that episode's out literal plastic horses so yeah like they look like pixar characters okay as a quick aside though i just saw a tweet from noted good opinion haver pixel kitties and she says that mm-hmm. the snyder cut's really good and way better than the whedon version so okay you know if she's yeah. a good opinion haver i trust her good opinions on entertainment shit also, like that also apparently joss whedon is a massive piece of shit yeah um, apparently more and more stories have come out like People had talked about more recent films that he was a, a creep on, but now people are coming out and talking about his early work. They're like, yeah, he was majorly creeping on some of the actresses who were on Buffy. And apparently there was a rule on set that he cannot be left in a room alone with Sarah Michelle Jolar, the actress who played Buffy. It was like just sort of this unwritten rule. That, like, you can't be in a room alone with your lead actress. That's like, whoa, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even know what to say to that beyond, I mean, that's fucked up. And uh, he shouldn't have been in charge. And people have said the only reason that those stories aren't coming out about Firefly is that Firefly didn't run long enough for him to get creepy on people. That uh, apparently he gets into that position of power, and then around season three starts mm-hmm. exerting that and it's like shit yeah but yeah he's apparently a piece of shit the uh ray fisher i think he is the actress put the actor who plays cyborg snyder cut uh, what's the name of that just yeah i keep calling just going snyder cut yeah apparently like he experienced like a lot of racism on the set and jason momoa the guy who plays aquaman backed him up on that you know so it, it like, hey, was it just like oh, oh, a lesser known actor complaining about something? No, fucking Aquaman backed him up on it and said, yeah, there was racism on the set. I totally support Ray. And I, I don't know if that extended to the Snyder Cut or not, but uh, a lot of those accusations were probably put in the uh, weeds direction yeah so, so fuck that dude yeah. apparent from what i've heard 
Zack Snyder seems to be an okay guy in real life, and he didn't finish the movie originally for the most tragic of reasons, and I don't think the actions of his fans should be held against him, and it's really unfortunate that him and his movie have both been colored in people's perceptions by the actions of these rabbit fans that are not doing him or his career any favors. Well, and like, we've Um, encountered this before, too, because... We watched Ghostbusters 2016 together, and that was one of those where it was an absolute rabid fan base. And our final verdict of it was like, it's fine. It's a perfectly fun movie. And it's fun seeing um, uh, the Chris that was Thor. Oh, Hemsworth. Chris yes. Hemsworth play the ditzy dude. Himbo. Yeah. Like, that yes. was a perfectly fine movie. But the and internet one, fan base was awful. Another one that was even more stark than that was when you and I watched Alita Battling. Yeah, I was going to bring that up next. Yeah, and you tweeted, hey, we watched this movie, and it was pretty good. And then you got, like, some really sus accounts liking your tweet. Because apparently it was in a political battle with Captain Marvel that neither film wanted to be involved in. Yeah, like, they were trying to say that, no, uh, Battle Angel... Uh, Alita Battle Angel is more empowering of women than Captain Marvel, and they tried to make it this thing. And, like, I saw Captain Marvel in theaters, and it was fine. And then you and I watched Alita Battle Angel sometime later on, like, video on demand or whatever. And it was like, yeah, this is pretty good, too. Because they're completely, yeah. vastly different films. But holy shit, there was, like, a rabid fan base that I'm sure still like has word search alerts to this day where it's like the movie's fine but holy shit this fan base dude i don't and i'm not here to writers, talk about the culture war i'm here to talk about cool cyborg ladies with blades for yeah. arms and you know the writers the directors actors i don't remember hearing about anyone involved with alita like coming forth with political opinions that aligned with you know the these far-right people you know they just sort of grabbed onto this movie as the anti-Captain Marvel to to hold up as some kind of thing, and it's like, whatever, you know? You know, I'm kind of like, I, I hope that movie didn't suffer because people like me were, were like, ugh, fucking right-wingers, you know? Yeah. Like, they do a lot more harm to the people that supposedly like than actually helping them. Holy shit. Unrelated to the previous conversation we had an incident of carrollton man today it's like florida oh. man but local i just saw right. a tweet by dfw scanner it's like man arrested after stabbing strangling people following crash in carrollton the carrollton police department uh-huh. arrested a 26 year old man after he reportedly stabbed two people and strangled a third following a crash along interstate 35 this evening at 5 p.m a crash occurred at the express lanes near valwood drive witnesses say suspect got out of his vehicle and started yelling at the other drivers involved he then started assaulting them causing non-life-threatening stab injuries to two people and the suspect was also injured in the assault <laughs> Wow. What the fuck? Carrollton man. What the hell? Like, that's just one of those, that's right down the street from here. Jesus. <laughs> and my immediate thought is, was he, like, on meth or something? Like, that's, you never know. Just, mm. Anyways, oh, that's wild. a bit of a digression. Yeah. <laughs> this other topic is one that I'm not really sure how to broach it, other than, like, Jesus Christ, um, the anti-Asian racism in this country is really jumped up Uh, and punched everybody in the face because like we're white as hell we don't have first person experience with this and it's just been pretty telling though 
like how the media has framed this shit. So this also happened while I was banned from Twitter, so I didn't necessarily see it until it was like in the news. So a few days ago, it's fucked up on every level. It's fucked up that it happened. It's fucked up how the cops handled it and how they commented on it. How the and media is handling up it. How the media has been spinning it. So. In a surprise to nobody, crackerass white dude goes and murders a bunch of Asian massage workers at three different massage parlors. And the way it's been framed in the media is, sounds about white, really. He's a weedy little white dude with a shitty beard and, like, apparently was yelling that he wanted to kill all Asians. And the way the media and the, the sheriff who is also apparently a massive racist piece of shit, big surprise, basically was like, oh, he was a sex addict or an incel. And the sheriff was like, oh, he had a really bad day and snapped. It's like, you know, I've had plenty of bad days. I've had a lot of bad days recently, but you know what I haven't done? I haven't murdered anybody. I've taken Adam on more walks. I just want to turn on some music and just walk in a direction for a while. I sure don't stab anybody. And... Like, this dude was a giant racist piece of shit who fetishized Asian peoples and then, I guess, decided he was going to kill a bunch. Like, I, I don't know his motives other than he's very obviously a piece of shit who's a murderer who targeted Asian women. It's bizarre and it's so telling of the media when you have a witness that overheard him saying that he wanted to kill all Asian people, but then the narrative is, no, this wasn't a race-based hate crime. This was about sex addiction. And that also feeds, like, there was a, a discussion in one of the politics chat or earlier tonight about some some white lady tweeted about how this should be about how sex workers are treated and undervalued and how they're attacked and stuff like that. And there was nothing racial about this. And uh, someone else, a quote, tweeted them like, Ooh. nah, bitch, it, you know, here's how it went down. And it's like the whole Asian massage parlor is a cover up for a sex operation is a racist stereotype of Asian. So, yes, this was a racist act. You know, if he was like, I have a sex addiction and massage parlors are are triggering for me, the fact that he targeted Asian massage parlors is a racist act, even if it was about sex, which obviously I don't think it actually was. I, I believe it was just fucking racism, probably stoked by Trump's recent statements calling the coronavirus the China virus again. And it's ridiculous that random Asian people are like being assaulted in the street because dumb white people think that an Asian person who's lived in America their whole lives is responsible for the coronavirus. It's, it's like they're, they're just racist and they're looking for a way to justify their racism. Yeah, and it doesn't help that the sheriff that said he had a bad day had also apparently sold shirts based on the Corona beer logo, COVID-19, mm -hmm. made in China, like C-H-Y-N-A, as as in like how Trump pronounced it. They, they released a statement because of the backlash that the sheriff or whatever statement got, the police department of that area released a statement that basically amounted to the sheriff had a real bad day. Like, they used the same fucking excuse as the murderer did. 
Yeah, well, you know, having a bad day doesn't excuse you selling, like, or promoting shirts that are blatantly racist against Chinese people. And, it, you know, and not to even mention, like, he had a bad day. What about the eight fucking dead people and their friends and family and co-workers that, that saw them murdered? And had to do, have to deal with the grief of that. Like, okay, like, like, where are you on just a human empathy level when you make a statement like this poor white boy had a bad day? You know? And it's not just Atlanta. Like, there have been multiple attacks, like a whole bunch of attacks in Chinatown in San Francisco. There was a elderly woman attacked in broad daylight here yesterday or the day before by some random like 30 year old white dude in the street he walked up and punched her and in this one case she had a stick and beat the shit out of him and wanted to get some more hits in but the cops held her back and that dude got transported off shackled to a stretcher but like people have been running up and sucker punching elderly people in San Francisco, stealing and from their stores, assaulting them in the street. And it's not they're not attacking able bodied people or even middle aged people. They're attacking the elderly. Like there was a like seventy year old dude who was just murdered in the street because some fuckers came up and attacked him. And it's not reported in the news nearly as often, but like the stuff in the news today is like it's like a 3,000 or something extremely large number percent increase yeah. of uh, anti-Asian hate crimes since the start of COVID. And this is just the latest iteration of the United States' extremely long history of anti-Asian racism. Like, the United States got that kickstarted pretty early. Uh, you know, the Chinese Exclusion Act, I think, of 1870? Uh, Chinese I don't remember exactly when that was i know that 1882 uh, the chinese and irish were basically slave labor for a lot of the railroad building back in the, the 1800s like this is stuff that i've had in history class but it's been a while and so i've seen people make threads about this like how this most recent anti-asian spate of hate is just a refresh of what we've been having fears thrown into white Americans' faces ever since the late 1800s. Uh, the yeah. Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882 was like the first anti-immigrant act that came in and basically prevented Chinese people from becoming citizens of the United States when at a time when it was really easy. And it's yeah. the same story as it's always been. There were economic fears of the West Coast that native-born Americans were blaming Chinese workers for their unemployment and declining wages. And, you know, Chester Arthur signed it, and it halted Chinese immigration for 10 years and kept any Chinese immigrant from becoming a citizen. And it was just like, that was just the start. Like, there were, unsurprisingly, again, there have been race massacres all across the country and it's just a matter of what was the minority targeted you know here on in texas i'm sure we had anti-native and anti-mexican massacres but like we had anti-black massacres in like tulsa and arkansas and mississippi and turns out yeah there were anti-chinese massacres in the west coast and anti-asian massacres it's like damn this is some shit you don't really hear about and like when you have these things happen is this big reminder that this stuff really never really stopped like it may became less visible but like this stuff has a history that goes back a hundred plus years i mean 1882 was 130 or 38 years ago like we 
had uh, Japanese internment camps in the United States in 1944, 1945. And it's like, this is just, you know, just because the United States is really shitty to black people doesn't mean they were not really, really shitty to Asians or anybody that's not the right kind of white, which is honestly is really weird because like one of the biggest proponents of the Chinese Exclusion Act was an Irish dude who prior to the Chinese Exclusion Act, they were the hated minority because they were coming over and stealing our jobs because of the potato famine. Well, he got his, you know? Yeah, and exactly. And that's how white supremacy works. You, you have to you have to protect the whiteness above all else. So, so I can totally see in that time and place, Irish people are now considered white. We have to protect that. We have to be the enemy of these people who are clearly not white. Would push for something like that to happen. So this is where I get to be like, hey, you really, if you're interested in learning a bit about like this, like the origins of white supremacy, go to uh, Scene on Radio and listen mm-hmm. to the Seeing White series. It's a 14 part podcast series that came out in 2017, but it's still available on their RSS feed and on YouTube. And it was really yep. a fascinating listen. It, it really was. I listened to this uh, back when it first came out. It's really eye-opening. Like, on some level, most people left of center know that America is a racist country. And, you know, and, and some of the centrists are like, well, we had a lot of racism in our past, but everything's fine now. Not true, but most people understand, okay, there was racism. You listen to this show, you do not realize the, the depth and breadth of the racism and how much America was founded on a, a foundation of racism. Like, soup to nuts, balls to bones, this country was made on racism. And, it, and it's just continued to be that way for 245 years yeah and it's one of those things that you don't really learn in school you know you're told a lot of lies along the way and a lot of stuff's just not covered but you know here we are it's like whenever this shit happens and we're on the internet and be like oh shit because i mean i didn't even know much of the stuff about like the chinese exclusion act like I'm actually looking at a little, like, Cliff's Note thing. It's like, and of course, it's not surprising to me. It's like, why was the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882 repealed? Because China was an ally of ours during World War II, and they were useful to us. Like, that's the least fucking surprising thing that I've read out of all of this. Is like, oh, you're useful to us now? Well, I guess you can come to their country. So, wait. It was made in 1882, and it didn't get repealed until after the Second World War? Yeah. It was repealed during World War II because China was an ally against Imperial Japan. A Chinese person could not become a citizen of the United States until the mid to late 40s. So the the literal 20th century. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I know it was 30 years before I was born, but 1944 is really not that long ago. And they even had an extension on the immigration moratorium called the Geary Act of 1892, which extended the ban on immigration for another 10 years. So from 1882 to 1902, if you were Chinese, you could not immigrate to the United States. That's that's fucked up. (laughs) Anti-immigrant sentiment in this country when it's a, quote, country of immigrants. Yeah. But honestly, it's one of those things that I'm sure if you look on Twitter, there's lots of furries talking about this, like specifically uh, Asian furries. There's an artist I follow, Kaverick, who has been talking about a lot because they are an Asian 
artist and it really is kind of telling they're like hey you know a lot of this appropriation stuff that we talk about native americans like hey don't put a fucking headdress on your fur your wolf furry well first it's like yeah. also you know consider about what you're doing when it comes to like kimono or geisha paint or stuff like that because it's the same kind of thing it's like make your furry fursona but maybe don't you know slap them with those you know asian accoutrements if you're not Asian. I mean, that's a reason yeah. to ask. Like, think about what you're doing with your personas. And, like, I had to think, and I was like, I don't think I'm doing any of that with my personas. Like, I've got, like, sci-fi versions of them, and I've got their fantasy versions, but they're all very, like, generic Western fantasy. And it's like, there's a discussion among uh, African-American furries where they, they've talked about people making their persona be black-coated if that person is not black. Yeah. And not to do that, but on the other hand, if you are black, you should totally feel cool to black-code your fursona so that your fursona has a resemblance to you if you want to do that. Because apparently some fursonas that are black-coated, you know, whether in their clothing or they've given them, like, dreads for their head fur or something like that, you know, they've been getting some hate. <laughs> and it's like, that's fucked up. You know, that's racist. Yeah. This but, is one of those where we'd really need to get some furries of color on to talk about it. Because, I mean, yeah, we're, yeah. we're but a couple of crackers. We're, like. we're, you know, we're white, and as a whitey, I would not express my character in some way of another culture that I'm not a part of, you know, and I have to go back and look and see if I've, you know, I've got, you know, the, there's the, like the schoolgirl outfit fetish pictures and shit. That's fairly mundane, but I don't think I have anything that's obviously from like a, an Asian culture or anything, you know, but the one that I do have that is very much of my culture is fuzz hiking in the Highlands because I'm Scottish, and that's perfectly fine. But yeah. just don't fucking... Uh, the Native American ones really get me. Like, just come the fuck on, man. Do not. Like, it's, it's like white people trying to grasp... It's so, like white people who aren't Christian, who are trying to grasp for some sense of spirituality, and the they immediately go to the, oh, this animal is my spirit animal, and I'm going to give my persona a headdress and, and all this native wear, even though I'm whiter than fucking white. Just don't, man. Like, find something in your own culture or make your own culture. Base your persona on fucking Norse mythology. Take that shit back from the racist, you know? Because... Fuck races that try to claim that Thor's hammer is a, a white supremacist symbol. Yeah. Fuck that right in the mouth. That's bullshit. Yeah, I've seen the version of that's like, you know, Odin's the all-father, not the some-father. Stuff right, like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's terrible, and the media has really fucking dropped the ball. But it I, is one of those God, things... I, what I would give for the media to just fucking grow a spine. And, you know, we, we talk about people that are like, telling it like it is, and they're always assholes. But the media never tells it like it is. They're never like, hey, this fucking racist killed a bunch of people of another race than him because he's a fucking racist. This this white terrorist, this Western terrorist, you know, domestic terrorism with these white supremacy groups, you know? They don't fucking do that. Some, some fringe media that, that's 
mostly on the far left will do that, and the onion will totally point out the hypocrisy of the mainstream media. But the actual mainstream media are really fucking timid about calling a spade a spade. And they're they're doing some real fucking damage. And like you said about Biden going home to Delaware, like an hour and a half by car, and them trying to equate that to what Trump did, that false equivalency, that false both sides narrative, and trying to make that like an equal thing, that is so damaging to just... The, you know, you talk about fake news, that's building a false narrative. And they are so good about that, and these people are supposed to be reporters. You know, the whole democracy dies in darkness shit. It's like, oh, it's a cute tagline, but, you know, their editors and their corporate overlords are not fucking living up to that. Yeah. Rawr! Yeah, it, it's, a fr- <laughs> it's just really frustrating, and obviously... There are other voices that are discussing this that are not us, that are actually Asian and in that culture and have a lot more insight on it than we will in our, you know, white middle age, like, damn, these kids fucked up. Go find some, go, you know, we appreciate you listening to us, but also please go find some non-white people to listen to. You know, Scene on Radio has a white host, but they often get people of color as co-hosts to do this deep dive into uncovering racism. It's a really good way to educate yourself. Like, if you think that, if you're like, no, America's pretty racist, and you think you're a good person and you're trying to change that, that's great. Still go listen to this. Because you will not believe how deep the fucking rabbit hole goes. Like, I learned a lot of shit. That I that I did not know about. Um, speaking of which, so I saw this thing on Twitter today that um, you know some right winger was like, "You mean to tell me everything is racist?" And, uh, and somebody replied, "Yeah, pretty much." And this guy pulled out a random example, and oh boy, was it the wrong one? I'm assuming you've seen this series of tweets. I might have, but it certainly would help to. Uh... Explain it to the podcast okay. listeners. Okay, so the example this guy, you can tell by by his Twitter account, is, is clearly on the right. Uh, the example he pulls out is, you're telling me that the super soaker is racist? Now, right off the bat, I know that the super soaker was invented by a black man. So I, I immediately lean forward and I'm like, oh, oh, this is going to go somewhere. Because I guarantee you, he doesn't know that. And it did. If somebody broke down that this black guy invented the super soaker, apparently Hasbro did not want to pay him for his invention. So they made something that was very much like the super soaker and didn't call it a super soaker. And then when he tried to get money from them, they were like, no, it's not based on your your thing at all. You know, and they took it to court. And the black guy who invented the super soaker was probably fucked out of millions of dollars in the 80s when every fucking kid had to have one of those. And uh, this was pointed out, and the guy was just like, well, butter my biscuits, I didn't know that. (laughs) Literally what he said. Yeah, it's like, why does California have such strong gun controls? Because the Black Panthers were arming themselves and marching like white people do now. 
Yep. And Governor so Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah, Ronald Reagan, the governor of California. So why did Ronald Reagan, of all people, give California such strict gun control laws? Because black people had guns. Not the right people to have guns, in his opinion, I guess. Honestly, I'm, I'm very anti-gun. But, man... If fucking leftists and minorities and all of us queers start arming up, um, yeah, you're going to see some Republican government officials start to rethink fucking control. Well, I saw an article posted today that, like, Asians and other minorities are buying up guns. They're arming themselves because they're tired of being victims of violence. And it's like, yeah, I mean... The gun market's insane right now because, oh no, a Democrat's in charge. But also, like, black people are buying guns, and Asian people are buying guns, yeah. and queer people are buying guns. And, you know, the whole adage, you know, an armed queer don't, won't get bashed. Now, that's probably not true, but it makes it less likely, you know, if you're an armed individual and threaten and, you know, put some bullets in knees. No, center mass. Don't aim to wound. But it'll be real interesting to see if they try to do some more gun control. Like, right-wingers, like, oh, you know, these the Asians are getting armed. The Mexicans are getting armed. The, the gays and other people are getting armed. And it's like, yeah, the people have kind of had to come to the conclusion that in lieu of the government pulling guns like they did in Australia which will never happen in the United States, it's really, if you can't beat them, join them. And that's not great long-term, but it is ultimately the reality that we're having to deal with because, you know, I'm not saying that an armed security guard would have protected those women in in Atlanta. I'm not going to say that because I don't know that at all. But I'm saying that, like, when you had the perception that minorities are not unarmed victims waiting to happen, that might slow some fuckers' roll. Well, like, I know that armed security guards don't actually help, because there was one at Columbine High School when he ran away. Yeah, well... But shit went down. Fuck that guy. Not not exactly a light note to end the podcast on, but it's like, well, this is... This was the big news that happened last couple of days, and, like, I really don't... Like, we've talked yeah. about it a lot, but it's, like, there's a lot more going on here and, like, a lot of stuff that we can address, like, as a society. It's like, hey, don't be racist to Asian people. I mean, why the fuck? It's not their fault that COVID's everywhere. You know, for all we know, like, just because we first noticed it in China, it's probably it could be just as much like the Spanish flu of 1919, which coincidentally originated in Kansas, which is not in Spain. So I'm also going to add that um, British politicians were set were racistly saying, no, no, it's perfectly fine to call it, call it China virus. What did they call it? The, the Wuhan virus or something yeah. like that? Anyway, it's perfectly fine to do that because that's where it came from. And then there was a variant strain that is like twice as deadly and three times as transmissible that, that originated in the UK. And people were calling the news and everyone was calling it the UK variant. And these very same people were, were being like, don't call it the UK variant just because it was discovered here. And it's like, yeah, sure. You know? Mm -hmm. Maybe just not fucking put a place name or a, a race's name on any goddamn virus. You know? It literally has scientific names. You can call it coronavirus. You can call it COVID-19. I prefer COVID-19 because people were actually fucking so stupid that Corona beer stocks actually went down 
when this thing first started hitting. Like, something I would say is a stupid joke, like, haha, don't drink that Corona beer. No, dumbasses really did stop drinking Corona beer because it had the same name as this virus. Yeah. And it's like, Corona is a word, like, like fucking any other word you know the the sun has a corona do we want to nuke the sun i mean that would only make it angrier right yeah there's a corona district in like new york or jersey that uh they were talking about in on giant Bombcast. like there's just a section of new york city or the air surrounding area called corona and i'm sure that people were being stupid about that too you know probably yeah if beer sales are anything to go by they probably were just like those idiots in Britain that beat the shit out of a pediatrician because he, they thought that meant she was a pedophile. And I wish I was making that up, but that actually fucking happened. Yeah, unfortunately, many, many things that we say on the show that sound incredibly stupid, like how could that possibly be true, unfortunately are. And I've gotten in the habit of Googling shit now. Because, like, you know, I know about The Onion. I know about the other one, Hard something. I, hard Times, it. Hard Drive. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, a couple of other. Like, I know a handful of the parody newspaper names. So when something comes across the dashboard, I'm like, that's kind of funny. I wonder if that's real. And I Google it. And, you know, sometimes it's something kind of like The Onion. Very oftentimes it's not. And that, like the the last one of, I, well, apart from the Zack Snyder's film, is in four by three. I checked into that shop to find out it was real. The one that was before that was Trump's official statement that he released from Mar-a-Lago uh-huh. that somebody pointed out is literally the same length as what could fit in a tweet, and that's just his mindset. And I thought. That can't be real. Like, I haven't heard of former presidents making official proclamations like that before, you know? And then looked into it, it's like, no. No, it's entirely real. Because it's worded extremely childishly, you know? Complaining about how the Biden administration isn't giving him any credit. And how the people will know that we wouldn't have a vaccine now if it wasn't for his administration. Like, it's written really badly and it totally seemed like something that the onion or hard drive would write and it was real and i was i was honestly surprised yeah like he got banned and he finds ways to tweet even though he's not really a tweet like it fits like it's within 280 characters and he still managed to be like racist and bitchy about it yeah yeah. Uh, but you that know what? Was the last time he did the uh, the China virus thing, and that probably agitated all of his supporters. And then a week after that, this fucker shoots eight people. So yeah, it's not a hard. It's not difficult to see the the cause and effect there. But Oof. hey, we should talk about something else. Um, to end on a to end on a high note. Note <laughs> in in twenty. 21 uh, i mean hey it's a good chance that we'll get to have cons this year i'm sure know, that was, everyone will be real weird yeah um I, i'm not sure how i'm gonna be in public after a year of isolation i'm not sure how anybody else is either um it'll be an interesting first con 
whatever it is. Um, so we did have dealer tables at FWA. We got approved for 2020, which was rolled over to 2021, which they have now canceled because their con was going to be in May, which is super early, still danger zone. So we're not going to that. We, we were going to be LFC, and that was going to be in June, and now they've they've pushed it to October. So I guess the first con we that is technically still happening that we have tables at is Anthrocon. Um, and after that, Megaplex. So we're looking at July 4th weekend. And then uh, and, we got ACFI later this year, Very Siesta. Uh, ACFI and BLFC are both in October, yes. And then there's... And I am fairly sure that Midwest Fur Fest will happen this year. They've already got their dates up, actually. They're, they're stuck with their traditional weekend after thanksgiving slot that they've had for five or six years now and um, there's like a houston like, furry con happening for the first time this year that's happening in august that's happening the so megaplex is the first weekend in august and the houston furry con stratosphere to take on stratosphere because houston is space city um that takes place the second weekend in august and since texas is governor is very determined to have texas fully open uh i'm pretty sure that con is going to happen regardless of what uh conditions are on the ground but i mean hopefully by august people that want to be vaccinated will be vaccinated like we said i would still expect to you know bring lots of hand sanitizer wear a mask be as careful as possible but you know the con should should be fine should be safe i would i would think your thoughts at the rate things are going the whole thing oh everyone should be able to get vaccinated by the end of may and the goal is to be able to have gatherings on july 4th that sounds cool i'll be safe and hopefully the furry fandom will get their shots you know we got to keep our our animals vaccinated right and it would be nice to see some people in person. Um, like you said, Fuzz, like, even in the before times, we were always tired end of day. And, like, I saw Kate Leth tweet about how, like, I used to do four-day conventions, and now I went out with my mom shopping for two hours and needed a nap. And I'm like, I am right uh-huh. there with you. I so saw that, So it yeah. will be very interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. You know, now at least you have a really good excuse to not accept a hug from the random smelly fursuiter. <laughs> like, yeah. back, back, fursuiter. <laughs> be gone, ye yif carpet. Yeah. Yeah, it, it'll be real interesting to see. Like, I, we, nobody should have a spitting in each other's mouth party at any fur cons, but it will be. I mean, it would be nice we, we to... We joke about, as soon as I'm getting vaccinated, I'm just going to go out and lick people's teeth. But <laughs> don't actually do that. <laughs> There's this shitty little infographic that's like two badly rendered CG people spewing particles at each other. And people yeah. are like, me and my homies after we get vaccinated. You know, it's like spewing, <laughs> just breathing hard on each other. <laughs> licking each other's hands. Yeah. Touching each when other's eyeballs. See you after our, <laughs> first see you after our second shot, they're going to be like, Hi, Sam. <laughs> you just lick just right my into cheek. Your face. <laughs> I want to speak directly into your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, like, there Maybe is a we light. We share a milkshake together. <laughs> I don't think that would work out for anybody there. 
No. <laughs> oh, God, you're right. The, the lactose strike. <laughs> like, that would just sound there's, like a bad time. There's so many reasons not to do that, yeah. But also, like, hey, we could smoke hookah on your back patio, and, like, obviously, yeah. we, we in the before times, we still swapped the mouthpieces, but, you know, we could do that again. Because you have the little disposable ones that pop into the hose. Yep. Gotta use the mouth <sighs> condoms. Yep. I mean, people were doing that prior. It's like, just keep doing it. But I just... mean, it's a good idea. You don't know if somebody has, like, a cold sore or, yeah. or something. It's like, you, know? you just are, ma- I mean, you might be close with your friends, but you're not going to make out with them while you're smoking hookah, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, it's weird because, like, it feels like time is slipping more now than it was at the end of 2020 because we now have a light at the end of the tunnel that right. we could see the yeah. end of this pandemic by the end of this year and go to these and see each other at conventions again. Like this year has had a massive toll on everybody's mental health and we're all going to come out of it extremely weird, but yeah. we can start moving back towards a little bit of what we had before. And that gives me hope. And like knowing that mid April, I'll be able to, I'll be fully vaccinated and we'll have that little bit less fear and panther should be able to get his pretty soon too um hopefully you know he can get the single shot johnson and johnson or whatever but then at that point that is so much weight off your shoulders and off the mind that like for me i'll be safe and i hope that panther can get his soon and like it just opens up those doors where it's like we could do an in-person podcast at some point, you know, if Shiva's job ever gets her off the death march they've had her on for a while, which is why she's not here this week, because, yay, her job has been like a multi, like a month-long-plus death march. It's really not great. It's like yeah. she's, she says she's paid well, but uh, being well, able to do an in-person podcast. got to add up, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, she's pulling 10 and 12-hour days. They better be fucking paying out the ass. I was going to say, like, is she salaried? She might be salaried. I I don't know. I didn't think so, but I, you know, I honestly don't know. Yeah, but I'd like to see you guys again. I'd like to be able to do some in-person shit again. Like, I really, I want to do the seven-day free trial of Shudder and watch Psycho Gorman with you guys. (laughs) Just so that we can talk about what an apparently amazing bonkers movie it is. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it, I remember, yeah, I've seen the trailer for that. That did that did look fun. It's just like being able to record some bonus content for this podcast again would be nice. Yeah, and uh, for those of you who've stuck it's around hard. on our Patreon, we really do appreciate you because holy yeah, shit, no, totally for for real. And uh, you know, I I was just gonna say like it's not even that like we couldn't figure out how to do it technically. It's also like it takes a mental effort to even do this once a week and we don't even succeed at that all the time in the last year you know yeah like we've Um, kind of gone to every two weeks because it's just mental mental fog and like i admit that like we didn't record that thursday because oh i'm gonna go see the house and maybe be really excited about it on friday but then i was like extremely crushed that evening and didn't want to do shit we watched, like, we went to Whataburger on the way home and watched a TV show together, and we're sad. And so, obviously, we didn't record. And so it's like, and I've yeah. I've had days where I just get off work and I'm like, fuck it, I'm done. Let's go to bed. Like, yeah, so, like, you know, 
doing a podcast, it's hard. Like, sometimes it's like, God, what do you want to talk about this week? Yeah, I mean, it's this raw recording is like nearly an hour 40. I'm going to cut it down, as I always do, and edit it, make it sound nice. But that's just because it's an hour 40 because we had two weeks of stuff to talk about. But yeah, like, sometimes it's real fucking hard. And I really hope that, like, being able to be around other people, friends that I've missed for a long time, will help get shit back on track because like i want to see you guys i want to be able to to see listeners at the cons we get to go to once they return you know i i I don't want to be some furry celebrity but it is nice to be like hey i listen to your podcast and you don't suck and i'm like yeah you know (laughs) it's like validation i don't suck unless you ask and i like you then I might. No, Anyways. No, leave the mask on. It's <laughs> yeah. just super stretchy. It just has like a, like a slot. It's, no, man. You make a mask out of a dental dam. Oh, there you go. There you go. You can sort of suck dick without actually touching the dick, and everybody's wearing a mask. Um, <laughs> it's like, lose the pants, but keep the mask on. Right. So here's a condom. Right. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. I don't go to any sex party without my lube and my saran wrap. God. Like, we're old as hell, Fuzz. We don't actually go to any sort of parties after the end of sales. We're too tired. Oh, fuck. (laughs) It's like, look, man, we're old. Like, we might be lucky. It's like, oh, hey, you know, we go to Anthrocon, and maybe I'll get to go to Burgatory again if that place is still around. It's a fancy burger place that's across the river from, uh the convention center that i went there with scope last year it's really tasty and i hope a couple uh, of those little bars survive that we've gone to like it'll be ajax real interesting to see something. ajax said something funny the other day or i was i was mentioning this tweet um from a while back and someone was like oh yeah the for planet room at a con that's got to be lit right and i told <laughs> ajax that he said the only thing that's going to be lit is like a scented candle to help us all go to sleep at 10 o'clock <laughs> yeah the only light going on is our fucking cpap leds <laughs> oh, yep. so yeah i think that that's a good enough point to wrap it up um Thank you guys for listening. If you're still here, give yourself a gold star because holy shit, what a what a week. Um, hopefully, you know we can get back on track here soon. But we're doing our damnedest, and we know you guys are too. So you know, keep on keeping on. There is light at the end of the tunnel, and you know, there's websites like Vaccine Finder that can help you look at doses. Org, I think. Uh, VaccineFinder.org. I mean, the CDC has a map. Like just scour your resources to try to find the shots if you're eligible like here in texas they're trying to make everybody eligible before the march 1st or may 1st i think it was right yeah you and i fuzz we found our shit through cvs but that stuff fills up instantly um but like you can even see on like texas's uh covid thing is like they put out a weekly this is how many doses that we got this week and how many we distributed and like Dallas County got 55,000 this week, but then they also sent various other ones. Like I was, I was surprised. There was one county in Texas that got only a hundred doses of a vaccine. And I was like, Jesus Christ, only a hundred for an entire county. And then I looked and like the county has literally a thousand people living in it. So, you know, they're getting vaccines out there and get your shot as soon as you can please i'd like to see you guys at a con sometime i'd like to see you healthy maybe keep back a little bit and don't lick my eyeballs that'd be very hard because i'm wearing glasses but i'm sure some of you might try other than that i mean i'm out of sin bin you can follow me on twitter at Savern drake i post pictures of adam 
and talk and post pictures of extremely unfortunate houses. So if you want my old man tweeting, feel free to follow me there. I also post pictures of food that I make. I cooked some really good steaks the other night, little uh, sirloins. They're meat. They're like pretty close to rare, but they're so good. Did some quinoa with it. It's really good. I'm eating a lot of quinoa lately too. It's actually really funny because when I the day I was banned off Twitter, like my mom texted me to be like, "Are you okay? You haven't tweeted all day." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" But I had to like explain what happened. So yeah, hang in there, guys. Yeah. Also, Furry Fiesta Online's coming up very soon. Um, hit the website furryfiesta.org. I'm going to be doing a lot of winging it during that, but there will be video games and stuff, and I might like set up a Valheim server. That'd be cool. Just be like, hey, here's the Furry Fiesta Valheim server. Come join us and fight Grey Dwarves together. That'd be fun. Anyways, yeah, it's like, there'll be a lot of winging it that I have to do uh, upcoming. But that's okay. I'm I'm good at that, I guess. Hey, Fuzz, where can people buy some books from you? Uh, Farplanet.com for physical printed books and BatDogBooks.com for ebooks. Um, and I, I actually wanted to mention the one cool thing is that uh, we didn't publish a whole lot last year, but we somehow still ended up with three nominations for Kyoto Awards and uh, one book nominated for a Nebula Award, which is super cool. So if you are a member of the Furry Writers Guild, that means that you can vote in the Kyoto Awards. C. Kingfisher's A Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking is nominated. Love Match Book 3 by Kyle Gold is nominated. Those are in Best Novel. And in the Best Novella category, Kyle is also nominated for Dude, Where's My Fox? And if you're a member of the uh, Science Fiction Writers of America, which I, I usually just call SIFWA, uh, or you register to go to the, the Nebula conference, which will be on uh, virtual this year, then you can vote in the Nebula Awards. And uh, Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking is nominated for a Nebula Award in the YA category, which that would be super cool um, if that book won. Uh, it would be cool for the author. It would be a feather in our cap as a publisher. So... You know, and I, I recommend you read those books anyway, because they're good. But if you have the capability and want to vote on those awards, then uh, please consider this the uh, the four-year consideration announcement. Very cool. <laughs> so, uh, regarding Furry Fiesta Online, um, for Planet will be in the dealer's room virtually. There will be a website with uh, all the dealers listed, and uh, we're running a uh, Furry Fiesta discount. For that weekend so you'll you'll have to go to the virtual furry fiesta to find out what that coupon code is and, and what it does and speaking of coupon codes if you go to adamandeve.com you can still use our coupon code not to uh, get yourself some discounts on items to help you pass the time in our covid isolation we don't know why the coupon code for south Buzzcast is not it's a total mystery the yep. world may never know you know, it's just one of those uh, existing things that's been going for the past eight years or so. But you know what? We'll take it. Anyways, and so could you if you use our coupon code NOT and get yourself a big old dong on adamandeve.com. Uh, <laughs> uh, beyond that, uh, check out 
the show notes that'll have some links to stuff, including our Patreon and the fan chat, which is still popping after all these years. You know, it's a good mix of funny posts and porn and serious topics. Heavily moderated. Like that, not. Uh, on that note, guys, good night. Pop or not.